0: time. What's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to say thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. On this edition, we're going to be talking about star wide receiver and offensive player of the year, Michael Thomas, and uh some of the the recent bizarre behavior that the media has been reporting about Michael Thomas. Man, um, this is uh some troubling stuff especially if you're a fan of the new orleans saints because we all know the importance of michael thomas and what he brings to the table i mean 149 receptions more receptions than any other wide receiver in nfl history in one season uh he led the league in receiving yards last season and now michael thomas is uh in the news for all i mean all of the wrong reasons okay i mean we all know about the suspension because this past saturday he got into it with fellow uh, teammate Chauncey Gardner-Johnson or C.J. Gardner-Johnson or C.D. Deuce or whatever he's calling himself today Uh, but they got into it man and um, Michael Thomas apparently uh, went off the rails Uh, went at it uh, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson went at it with the coaching staff uh, was disrespectful to Sean Payton so they felt like his his uh, behavior was uh, detrimental to the team so they suspended him uh, for the game against the Los Angeles Chargers and now It just seems like to me that every single media outlet has this story out there. And you know what, who that nation, I understand how a lot of people feel about Michael Thomas. You know, uh, I understand that some people are saying that this guy uh, is developing the AB syndrome. They're saying that he's uh, becoming a diva. Uh, I heard people talking about how he got all this money now and it's starting to change him. But what is really going on with Michael Thomas? Uh, In my personal opinion, This is my personal opinion, who that nation, and I'm not saying that I'm right, and I'm definitely not saying that I'm wrong, but the way I feel about Michael Thomas is simple. Uh, I look at Michael Thomas for being who he is, all right? I'm not looking for Michael Thomas to go out here to run for governor or run for mayor or anything like that. I'm expecting Michael Thomas to go out there and do his job, all right? I think a lot of people feel like they know a person right? I mean, we we see them in a limelight, we celebrate that person, we follow that person on social media, and we feel like we got an idea about who that person is. I don't know Michael Thomas. I really don't. I don't know anything about the guy. I never had a conversation with him. I mean, a couple of times where I actually put something on social media, he actually liked it or retweeted it. But besides that, man, I don't know the guy. And I feel like anybody out here that's trying to uh, rush the judgment and trying to make assumptions about this guy isn't fair because I'm smart enough to know, man, that franchises have all the leverage. Do y'all understand that franchises have all of the leverage? If the franchise wants you to think a certain way about a player, they will put everything out there for you to start second guessing your allegiance to that player. I mean, it's, it's just true. I mean, most of the time when contract negotiations go down, we see a lot of people uh, putting out stuff about players. Right. Talking about they selfish, talking about how they did this in the locker room, how they did that. Michael Thomas doesn't have that issue, but you have to wonder why. I'm thinking that Michael Thomas personality is a domineering personality and maybe is rubbing people the wrong way in the locker room. And maybe this was a way for the Saints to try to get his undivided attention. Maybe this was their way to say, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, a lot of people know now that you ain't squeaky clean and we can, we got more dirt on you. I mean, I've heard stories about apparently he went at it with the equipment guy or something like that or the medical doctor that, that taped up his ankle, say that he improperly taped his ankle and Michael Thomas got mad and got mad at an administrative uh, assistant for, he, he felt like that person was going through his mail. I mean, stuff like that. I'm talking like, who finds this type of stuff out? And I'm very skeptical, folks, because how is it? Like, seriously, think about this. How is it that when we hear about Marcus Davenport being hurt, Janoris Jenkins being hurt, PJ Williams being hurt, Marshawn Lattimore being hurt, the only thing they'll say is shoulder, knee, hamstring all these different things but they never disclosed the injury how can an organization that be so hush mouth everything just so nip tuck not all of a sudden all these stories come out now all of a sudden the potter keg of stories about michael thomas just just so happens to fall on bleacher reports desk or fall on athletic desk or falls on jeff duncan's desk or larry holder whoever reporting this story i find it very ironic I feel like this is a way for the organization to try to turn fans against Michael Thomas. And maybe they feel like Michael Thomas is a guy who pays a lot of attention to social media. So he feel like maybe if people start tweeting him, you know, negative in a negative light, maybe that'll wake him up. Maybe they feel like he's so emotional to a fact that he might react the way that they want them to. The, or the way he I mean, the way they want him to. I don't know. I, I really don't. But All I know is this, I just expect Michael Thomas to play on Sundays, okay? And I I, I say this too, it seems like to me, I'm I'm just looking at Michael Thomas' Twitter, right? He was talking about the fact that he was not healthy, right? He said that he was going to try to give it a go against the Chargers because he wanted to help his team out, but he was not healthy. And he said that his health, is important to him so i'm wondering to myself i mean think about this who that nation could it be possible that the new orleans saints wanted this guy to play with a high ankle sprain and maybe michael thomas was skeptical about playing and maybe he didn't want to play and maybe the organization wanted him to play and because he probably didn't want to play or he wasn't all in maybe this is a way to try to discredit this man because he didn't want to do what they wanted him to do right i mean we hear the stories folks i mean we heard the stories about delvin bro right i mean how they wanted this man to go out there and play with a broken leg all right how he was misdiagnosed and now he got a lawsuit pending right now as we speak i mean we heard about that right we see you know what i'm saying we sit we hear about the stories about alba Kamara playing at 73 percent and his teammates talking about come on come on come on come on you know what i'm saying like man we know you hurt man but come on maybe he's being pressured, and Michael Thomas don't want to be pressured. I mean, <laughs> would you want to be pressured at a time like this, folks? Would you want to be pressured after what you've seen happen to Dak Prescott? Would you want to go out there and, on a high ankle sprain and possibly do some ligament damage to your leg that will cause you to miss probably an entire season and probably turn you gimpy for the rest of your life? I don't know, man. All I all I know is I feel like sometimes like we're way too hard on these players and we're not hard enough on these organizations. But I heard they were talking about trade talks and all that kind of stuff. I'm not believing that. I don't believe that who that nation. I'm not buying what they trying to sell me. I don't care. I don't care what anybody says. Michael Thomas is very important to the New Orleans Saints. You know it. I know it. He ain't going anywhere. All right. They're not going to trade Michael Thomas. So all these people out here that's trying to create these stories, trying to create a narrative, they're trying to be dollar and 50 cent journalists. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to be the the next Peter Parker. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) writing newspaper articles and stuff like that about Michael Thomas. All I'm saying is, man, look, find something else to do. Until the, the organization comes out and say that they're going to trade Michael Thomas I, I don't believe anything they tell. It straight up, straight up. But uh, I want to hear from you all. Okay, uh, I'm about to open the floor. I'm about to read some of your comments and uh, see what you all got to say about Michael Thomas. Feel free, feel free. Uh, like I said, I, I'm just, I'm just throwing something against the wall and seeing if it sticks or not. Okay, but what do you think about this whole situation? I would love to know. Jacob says uh, we are not trading Michael Thomas. I, I absolutely agree, Jacob. That is asinine for anybody that. That feels that way. First off, I, I get it. Okay, I, I get it. I understand. Okay. Some people are trying to compare this to the Brandon Cooks situation. I, I don't know if some of you know what I'm talking about here, so I, I'll go ahead and I'll line it up for you and tell you the story. Okay, the Saints played the St. Louis Rams. They were the St. Louis Rams at the time, and they blew out the Rams, destroyed them. I mean, the Saints really look good in that game. The only problem was Brandon Cooks didn't have any catches or any targets. So he went to his agent and said that he demands a trade. That's that's what he did, okay? And in the process, the following year, he ended up getting traded to the Patriots. I mean, we all know about that whole trade deal that the Saints had with the Patriots. That's what sent Brandon Cooks to the Patriots. I don't see that situation happening. I think that the Saints looked at Michael Thomas, they looked at his upside, and they realized that they got something special in Michael Thomas and that made Brandon Cooks expendable if Brandon Cooks would have been the star wide receiver if he would have had all the talent that Michael Thomas possessed, there was no way in hell that the Saints would have let him go but the Saints looked at Michael Thomas and they looked at Brandon Cooks and they probably asked themselves who can I build a team around and they decided it was Michael Thomas so if they felt like they could build a team around Brandon Cooks no matter how much he complained, no matter if he went to his agent or not the saints would have kept him so i feel like there's two different situations two different scenarios here kimberly says we only know what the media shows us we don't know a person's behavior outside of what the media shows us and then on top of that look what one, one class i took in college it, it talks about you know interpersonal communications okay and there was another class that I took you know what I'm saying we was talking about uh the different types of theories it was talking about when it comes to communication there's a different type of communication there's communication where the media can control the narrative and it makes you believe that you understand the full story of a situation but they're really trying to sway you into believing, what you know what i'm saying what they're putting out there but they put it they do it in a way they do it in a way to make it feel like you came to that conclusion yourself if you put enough like honestly yeah but put I, I i i use this as an example because this, this is just something that i did back in 2007 okay my junior year of college lil wayne came out with the song lollipop Right, like I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Licky lick licky lick, lick lick me like a of y'all know that song. When that song first came out, I was like, What the hell is this? Right? What the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? In my mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this, this is crazy, like this song crazy. But this the radio was playing it, my neighbor was playing it. Go down the street, they was playing it, you know what I'm saying, in, in somebody's car, playing it at the gas station, eventually. That song is going to get stuck in your mind. And eventually, you probably be like, oh, it's not that bad. But was it the fact that you came to that conclusion on your own? Or was it the fact that it was so much repetition and it was beating <laughs> to your brain to a point where you was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, i just go ahead and just let it roll. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, it's it's not my, it wasn't my cup of tea, but now it is. That's the way that the media does sometimes. They beat something into your head to a point where you feel like <laughs> you came to that conclusion on your own but in reality they they created that narrative for you. They brought you to the dance, okay? You didn't take a car, you didn't take the bus, they brought you there. They chaperoned you to that conclusion. So, if you put enough uh you put enough articles out about Michael Thomas, you're going to start asking a question. Man, what the hell is going on with Michael Thomas? What's wrong with Michael Thomas? What's the problem? That's what they want you to believe. Me personally, I, like I said, I don't know the dude, man. I, I don't know, man. Call me old fashioned, but I like to get to know people before I judge them. There's been several people in this world that have came to me when I was like, walking up to a person and be like, nah, man, you don't wanna mess with them. They blah, 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 blah. And it turns out that that person wasn't anything like that person described to me as. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know Michael Thomas. I don't know him at all. So I feel like we 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 think we come to these conclusions, but we don't. You hear this stuff enough, you'll start believing it. But I don't. Tyra says, nope. Uh, the media might, uh, Saints, and he should have uh, punched the entire secondary for getting burnt every week. <laughs> uh, man, I don't feel like you need to punch nobody, man. I I like his passion. I I would not take that away from Michael Thomas. You need passion. But uh, you got to find ways to channel it, man. You know, you got to channel it. Why is the mayor not letting fans in the dome yet? There are uh, multiple teams that are allowing 25% capacity. I'm on the fence with this, Seth. I'm on the fence with this. Look, I, I get it. I get it. As a fan of the Saints, I understand what crowd noise and crowd participation means to this team. And do I feel like if the crowd at 25% was allowed into the Superdome, would it make a difference? Absolutely. It would absolutely make a difference. But on the other hand, I completely understand where Mayor Cantrell is coming from. I I hate to say it, but her job is to make sure that she keeps people safe. Like (laughs) it's almost like, if you know, okay, your kid wants to go outside, right? But you know there's a threat outside to your kid somewhere, right? I want to go outside. Well, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to to let your kid outside if you know there's a potential threat out there. They might scream. They might yell. They may like, man, you'll never let me go outside. But in your mind, you're like, I'm doing this for your own good. I mean, the coronavirus is real. You know what I'm saying? Regardless to people want not believe it or not, they can say it's a hoax or Whatever. It's it's a real legit thing. People have died over this. Now you can, we can get into percentages and all that kind of crap. I don't want to get into it. Okay. I feel like one person dying is way too many. All right. You know what I'm saying? I'm a very sympathetic and empathetic person when it comes to these things. So I completely get what she's saying and I get the same point too. So in this situation, you know, like they say, like you're both right. In a way, they both are right, all right? You got phase three. And like you just said, said people are allowing fans into the stadium at 25% capacity in other places. That is a fair argument. But it's also a fair argument that there were off-the-chart numbers out there in the city of New Orleans with people that, that were affected with the coronavirus. So she has, a, she has a point. They have a point. So I feel like the Saints are making the right decision. If she's not giving you what she wants and it don't seem like she's trying to she's trying to let, let it go or she's not trying to, you know what I'm saying, relinquish anything to him until she feels like everything is ready to be open again, just go to Baton Rouge. You know what I'm saying? Like if, like if this is not working for you, then go somewhere else until then. Now it's not the best decision, you know what I'm saying, because, I mean, mercedes super Superdome is where the Saints play. But at the same time, like I get what she's doing, you know, I get it. I can't sit up here and be mad at her for that. If I if I'm getting mad at her, it's just the fact that I'm just being selfish because I'm a Saints fan and I want to be in the Superdome and I want the Saints to have an advantage by having fans in inside of the Superdome. But I completely understand where she's coming from. I can't I can't even get mad at her for that. You know what I'm saying? I can't <laughs> because I mean it's it's a threat out there. So I can't even get mad. So if they go to Baton Rouge and have their home games at at Tiger Stadium, I ain't got no problem with that either. Uh, It's about the money with Cantrell. Well, like I said, I I mean, I take y'all word for it. Y'all know me. I was born and raised in New Orleans, but I no longer live in New Orleans anymore. I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. New Orleans will always be my home. You know what I'm saying? I, I grew up Montague Street, North Prince Street you know over there north johnson you know that like, like I, I grew up in that area okay i grew up in the night ward not too far from florida avenue i'm naming some streets right now but I haven't, I haven't been there last last time i was in new orleans i think ray Negan was the, was the mayor okay that's, that's the last time i was there i know nothing about cantrell i don't know anything about the lady i've seen a couple of press conferences stuff like that but and I seen her getting down at a, at, a, at a festival or something like that. But besides that, I, I don't know the lady. So if you say it's about money, I'm going to believe. <laughs> Peace and blessings 100. What's up with our secondary? Do you think Lattimore is still hurt? Absolutely. Yes, yes, he is hurt. Look, you, your hamstring doesn't heal in two weeks. It doesn't. Anybody ever played football or ever played a major sport, never had a poor hamstring? I have. Okay. Um, I've had a poor hamstring, and I can tell you it does not heal in two weeks. I mean, <laughs> it'll even heal in two months in some cases. This guy gave it a go, man. He gave it the old college try. And I think that we need to uh, give him some credit for that. You know, I, I get it. He's on a field, so we're going to critique him like he is 100%. But he wasn't, and we got to take that into account. Mike T better sit down until he feels he is ready. That's what we pay Sean Payton for as a coach to figure it out. That's why you groom your rookies to their full potential. Absolutely, Frank. That's that's a, that is a very good point. Michael Thomas should have should not have to be rushed back because Sean Payton want to be lazy with it. And I, I'm I'm honestly glad that he is sitting out. Not the fact that he got hurt. I'm I'm sorry he got hurt, but it forced Sean Payton. To think outside the box, it forced Sean Payton to really start doing some coaching. It's almost like last year with, with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, it, it was it was almost like when Jordan when Jordan was playing for the Bulls, right? If you used to watch some of those games on WGN Chicago, when the Chicago Bulls would play in the regular season game, you'll see <clears throat> you'll see Phil Jackson on the bench with a dyed coat, look like he's about to tip out his head because he's falling asleep on the bench. Because he had Michael Jordan. I mean, you barely, like, I I even wonder, like, was Phil even there sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Like, because you knew he had Michael Jordan. You know Michael going to score about 53 points. Michael Jordan was the head of the team. Michael Jordan was out there calling the shots. I feel like it's the same way with Sean Payton. Sean Payton gets lazy because he has crutches. His crutches, Michael Thomas. His crutches, Drew Brees. His crutches, Alvin Kamara. And all the rest of those guys can go ahead and sit down somewhere. But when major guys get hurt it makes you have to go out here and rely on other players I don't think you'll see Marquaz Calloway catching passes I don't think you would have seen Traquan Smith have an almost 100 yard game I don't think you would have seen Emmanuel Sanders have a 100 yard game you would not see Jared Cook out there balling out so it forced him to actually do some damn coaching and I feel like that's something that Sean Payton not really doing well. Okay. I just feel like he, he relies on too many of the same usual suspects. And it makes a defensive coordinator's job very, very easy. Very, very easy. Because all you got to do is just spend the week zero in on this guy, this guy, and this guy. And that's it. So wake up, you know, get off that recliner that's inside of your uh office and do some damn coaching. That's what you should be doing. Uh, I'm still crying about this team well I mean the season is still young I mean they still got a lot of opportunities to get better damn where we playing we need to build consistency on both sides of the field we we definitely do Uh, offense starts way too slow and the defense it took them about five weeks to get a three and out so I think that this team needs to start fast but I don't know, man. They just they just don't start fast. I mean, for the last couple of years, can you remember the Saints starting fast in games? No, I don't. They've been starting slow. I mean, sputter, 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 sput. And then all of a sudden, the second half, here they go. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they do some really good halftime adjustments. I give them that. But those first 15 plays, man, they need to work on those. Okay, then, TJ. So when do you think fans will be allowed to be back in the stadium? What if this goes on for a couple of years? Would you still be on the fence? Uh, well, no, you know. And Je- Jeff, I'm gonna say this, and that's that's a that's a very good that's a very good question, my friend. If we're still having these conversations year from now, I'm not even gonna blame. Uh, I'm not even gonna blame the organization. I'm gonna just blame the United States of America because they tell us that we're a superpower. They tell me that we're you know leaders in technology leaders in science and all that kind of noise so I would expect for my country to have found the vaccine by then okay I mean I'm reading the reports there there are clinical trials I think they have a couple of clinical trials that are coming through really really soon and if we're still in this same state for years from now then shame on us so I'm not even going to even think about that I, I, I'm assuming that in a couple of months I mean we should be okay but jeff that's a really good question but no i I would not be on the fence because i would really be disgusted at our country for not being able to get people well and you telling me that we got all this technology and we got the best doctors in the world so yes i mean no i would not be on the fence because i'd be ticked off by that how can it uh be about money if anything the city is losing money drew can't throw outside (laughs) Well, uh, well, I think he can throw outside. I think that's uh, maybe you're talking about, you know, maybe the zip on the ball would would be a, a factor. But I think he can throw outside. And are they losing money? Absolutely, yeah. The city is losing money because you know the bars are not open. Uh, people tailgating. You got people outside the, uh, the Superdome. They're selling merchandise. You got people inside the Superdome selling merchandise. You got concessions. So yeah. And then you got people that are out of a job right now because they, their job is not necessary. So yeah, um, yeah, they're definitely losing money. But like I said, I mean I, I get why people are upset. I, I get it. I really do. But I, I also understand the mayor. I, I do. Uh which are uh which you folks doing up so early, man. I hey hey, I'm up early, man, because I I, I i'm up i'm up because i work overnight now you know i work overnight so i've been up since uh let me see i've been up since like about 10 o'clock last night so yeah that's the reason i'm up (laughs) but uh yeah man but i decided you know just to start doing morning shows because you know a lot of people they they want to be able to catch you know catch me sometimes the people like man i don't you know i don't catch you because you know Sometimes you go and I'll be on my lunch break. i still be at work. So this is an opportunity. People, if some people can't be on live, then that's fine. If they can catch it on their lunch break, then fine. So I feel like doing it mornings is the best time anyway. So, yeah. Not Saints related, but uh, do you see Derrick Henry push Josh Norman off like a piece of paper? Uh, no, uh, Tam- uh, Tamara, I did not see that. I, I did not see that at all. I didn't even know they had a game on, like until like I was I was rolling to work and I looked at my phone and I seen that the Tennessee Titans beat the brakes off the Buffalo Bills. I didn't see any of the highlights though. Till one salutia says he ain't on his way out. I don't think. Nah, he ain't going nowhere. Pray for Sean Payton. Well, well, I, I don't know, man. Sean Payton is. I think Sean Payton doing all right. If they let twenty five percent in the dome and someone gets covid they're gonna blame her she says no the 25 percent of the dome they still mad she can't win that's a good point because people would look at a side eye be like why you let the people in in the first place i mean she can't win in this situation she can't i agree it is laziness this is why they keep bringing back old characters who know uh, how to play yep Yep, they don't go out there and think outside the box, and they don't give other, they don't give other players opportunities. Uh, don't lie, uh, that you got uh, that little one who got you up early. Nah, uh, uh-uh, uh, nah, nah. My my wife uh, took took him to daycare. I did, I haven't even seen my son. I haven't seen my son since last night. I will get him from daycare. I I'll go pick him up every evening from daycare but now nah, i haven't seen my son like I, I like i said i recently uh got a job working overnight now you know so i haven't seen my son oh you know, i will see him uh <laughs> i will see him this afternoon though and i know for a fact he's gonna be all over the place uh looking forward to seeing my little guy though uh i was at the game uh the Chargers seem uh to be massive huge are the saints overall small in stature uh <laughs> What do you mean by that? Are you talking about your size, uh, you know, the size of the player? Uh, what, what are you talking about here, Ant? Been up since 4 p.m. yesterday, rookie. Yeah, I mean, shh, look, God bless you, man. I, I look around 4 p.m. yesterday, I think I was maybe asleep. No, I take that back. I was actually doing something for the radio station. So, nah, I probably went to sleep like around 5. Anthony, what's going on, man? I like this method. Keep doing this. Mor- the morning shows, yeah. I th- I like the morning shows better. You know, I, I like doing the morning shows better. I really do. Uh, I think in a in a in the afternoon, in the afternoon, everybody don't catch it. And at night, you know, sometimes people, yeah, man, you chilling with your family and stuff like that. I don't think people will probably catch it till the next day. So I probably just keep these morning shows going. I really thought this was pre-recorded but you said my message, but good morning, brother. Nah, nah, you'll know if it's it's pre-recorded. You'll know it's pre-recorded because, you know, I I probably would mention it at the beginning of the show, and, you know, it probably wouldn't have just a live on there. You know, it probably wouldn't say live. What's with the Saints talking with LSU about playing games in Tiger Stadium? Uh, It's just very simple. They want to bring fans back into the Superdome, and then the mayor won't allow them to because, you know, of all the stuff going on with COVID-19. So they're talking to officials at Tiger Stadium uh, about possibly playing the rest of their home games for the remainder of the season in Baton Rouge. So just just a way for them to be able to have fans to come to the game. Troy says, who that fam, Mike T, not going nowhere. I agree with that. He not going anywhere. Uh, Who that at Troy? Uh, Tower, giving a shout-out to Troy. Uh, is it me or do breeze seem like he's hurt no nah, i don't think breeze hurt uh tanisha uh breeze is just a 41 year old man you know what i'm saying a 41 year old quarterback who's been playing in the league for 20 years <laughs> i mean i think a lot of people don't understand man drew breeze had reconstructive uh surgery on on his throwing shoulder you know like, I, I need people to understand that and you i mean over the years wear and tear on that shoulder I mean, course he's gonna have like some issues i mean he, he had reconstructive surgery basically tennessee had people in the stadium last night and we uh know there's covid uh covid situation yeah Roderick. i mean but they probably will say something like oh it's an outside venue that's what they'll probably say i honestly don't see sean payton allowing disrespectful uh disrespect from any player regardless look at adrian peterson talking back to him a few years back uh Sean released him the media makes more uh than it is Casey that's a good point but let's not act like this was Adrian Peterson when he was out there in 2006 when he came to the Superdome and NFC championship game this was over the hill Adrian Peterson who didn't have that same burst that he had back when he was playing in Minnesota this was uh, this was an older version of Adrian Peterson I still got a lot of respect for him he still can run he's still running wild he's still doing his thing out there in Detroit but if Adrian Peterson was Adrian Peterson the one that we used to fear trust and believe he'll still be here okay I mean he he was expendable he was expendable that's even like uh that's even like Akeem uh, Hicks that's even like him you know that's like Akeem Hicks Akeem Hicks wasn't the beast that he is out in chicago right now when he was in new orleans he was expendable he he became a much better a much better player and honestly i don't feel like akeem hicks would have been a, a the player that he is if he wasn't motivated by getting cut or getting traded to the uh, new england patriots i really don't i feel like that fueled him to be a better player so all these players you know that they get rid of and because they have an opinion and like these guys went like out here, tan the league up. They became better like when they went to other situations, but not Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, you know, just he just floating around right now. He just playing for the love of the game and possibly chasing a championship somewhere. Well, I know he ain't chasing no championship. He in Detroit. But I mean, if there was Adrian Peterson or old, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. He'll still be on the team. I remember that, but I'm sure the turf is better. Uh, when Thomas gets back, him, Sanders, and Cook should light it up if the O-line holds up. Yeah, the O-line probably had their best game uh, this past Monday. That probably was their best game as a cohesive unit. Uh, We're going to sweep the Falcons too. Well, I hope so, okay, because that's a dumpster fire over there. Our success is our hindrance. We get away with sloppy play because we get the win, which gives Sean the excuse for not changing things up but it's going to catch up eventually. Can't always get away with crimes. Yep. I mean, that's, that's all I was saying. You know, a lot of people got mad at me because, you know, in the in the process of this, I mean, you know, in, in a, in a wake of a victory, it felt like a defeat. Yeah, it, it did, you know, they won a the game and I was happy, but it just wasn't good. It, it just was not a good, a good showing by the new Orleans saints. It was not, you know, and, It's just a matter of time before that stuff catch up with you. You can't just rely on coming back and think that's what's always going to be the case. It's not, especially when you get to the playoffs. This team right now, not a Super Bowl. It's not Super Bowl bound. Yeah, they're not. This is not a Super Bowl team. I even even go a, a little further. This is not even a playoff team. It's not. It's not a playoff team, man. This is not a playoff team that we're talking about right now. The Saints are a team that's, they're a lucky team. They're a lucky team, but they're not a playoff team. They're not. Shout out to Reggie Bush for always defending the Saints. Well, I feel like if he needs to defend the Saints, if they need to be defended. Like, I, look, I'm not, I'm not going to tell somebody they right when they are wrong. Right? If I feel like if it's warranted criticism, then I'm going to talk about it. But for the most part, you know, Reggie Bush does uh do his best to try to defend the Saints because I mean he's been in the organization. He understands like certain players, especially like when it comes to Drew Brees. But man, if if somebody telling you the truth and they beating you they beating you over the head with it, you just gotta say, amen, or you right and keep it moving. TJ, uh, what you think about Marcus Williams? Uh, I think Marcus Williams i think marcus williams is a a solid safety i don't want to say he's a great safety right now he's not even a good safety he's a solid safety i feel like uh marcus williams is hurting uh, because of the situation that he's in marcus williams can be a much better safety if he goes to a, a, a team that can actually focus on defense that can give him guidance I feel like Marcus Williams could be one of the best safeties in the league if he had guidance, if he had somebody that can challenge him. I don't know if Aaron Glenn is just trying to be too buddy-buddy with these guys. I don't know what the hell is he teaching, but I just feel like he is allowing these guys to regress under his tutelage and his watch. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that Malcolm Jenkins, when the first time when he played for the Saints is a, was a different – Player when he went to Philly and now he's back with the Saints and now he just playing like slow. You know, like sometimes you just gotta look at the coaching and wonder like what the hell are they thinking? So I think that Marcus Williams, this is not a good fit for him, like in New Orleans. I think that he's gonna end up signing somewhere else because I don't feel like the Saints are gonna sign him back. I feel like they're going to they're gonna let him test the free agent market. He probably gonna end up somewhere. Uh, probably somewhere like the Jets or the Dolphins or something like that. And he going to get with like Brian Flores or something like that, like one of those guys, and they are going to teach him different technique and y'all going to get mad when y'all watch him play because y'all going to be like, where this was at? Like, how did he become so good? Like, I, that's even like with uh, Kenny Vaccaro. Like, Kenny Vaccaro out there in Tennessee. Kenny Vaccaro, I mean, he was all right, decent, but he's like much better in Tennessee than he is in New Orleans. So you have to wonder to yourself, man, how is it that these players go to other teams and they start playing better? You know, especially like those defensive guys. So I don't know, man. Maybe you got to look at the coaches instead of just looking at the players. We need to work on penalties because it's getting bad. Well, the last game wasn't too bad. wasn't too bad last game. Probably was one of the best games penalty-wise all season. This year, I think we should have played flag football. Everybody stay safe. <laughs> well, I don't think everybody would have enjoyed that, that much. I mean, flag football is fun, but you don't watch it on TV, do you? Uh, trust me, she will not touch Tiger Stadium. She will have problems if that happened. Well, she can't touch Tiger Stadium anyway because she don't have the jurisdiction. You know what I'm saying? You know saying? She don't have... Uh, I mean, she don't have no rights you know what i'm saying like baton Rouge have their own mayor just like she's the mayor of new orleans they got the mayor of baton Rouge, so she can't do anything about that he always getting beat yeah man I'm, like i said i just think he goes somewhere else he gonna be much better i'm not worried at all it would be stupid to do anything but have him on the field i guess you're talking about michael thomas with that and my jim morrow voice playoff you're talking about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> I just hope we can win a game. Uh, Glenn Payne says the bye week has come at a good time. A big reflection and good health is in order. Yeah, it's a little early for a bye week, though, in my opinion. Gotta blame coaching. Like it's been said, we have a defensive backfield full of Pro Bowl players, and our defense is weakest in that area. If Zimmerman had this defense, we could probably uh, be undefeated. Uh, I guess you're talking about Mike Zimmer. Um, yeah, Mike Zimmer, you know, he, he's a really good defensive-minded coach. And uh he definitely has Sean Payton's number, I can tell you that. But I just think it's all about the, the situation. Uh Sean Payton holds on to people way too long. Way, way, way too long. Too many of his buddies, too too much ace boon cooning going on in New Orleans for my for my liking. Uh I, I just think that. If you want to get on the right track, I feel like if you're going to try to build a team, I'm just tired of watching this every single year. I'm like, I'm tired of watching the Saints not have a defense. Like this is like, oh my goodness, like it, it's so crazy because like when Jim Hasler was the coach, we always had a good defense. I, we just had we just had a horrible offense. Like our offense was bad. Now it's like okay, the offense was always has been the standard in New Orleans. I mean, not so much now. I mean, you got players and stuff like that. I mean, you average about 30 points a game, so I guess you can say that. But the defense always struggles, man. Like, I shouldn't have to clap just because they got off the field on third down. It should be expected. You think think Pittsburgh Steelers fans just be sitting up there, like, clapping every time Pittsburgh get off the field on third down? It's expected. When you have a culture that's embedded in defense, You expect to get off the field. You think the Chicago Bears fans care about that? No. They care about, they are wondering if Nick Foles can move the ball down the field and get a ball to Allen Robinson. This has been the same thing over and over again, and it is a damn shame that the Saints have had all this talent over the years and they just can't get one stop. I mean, it's, it's just so frustrating to watch teams rebuild, go to the playoffs, I mean, destroy folk. I mean, just think about what the 49ers were a couple years ago. Just think about that. Now, they've been plagued with injuries this season. But think about where they were a couple of years ago. A straight dumpster fire. After Kaepernick was gone, I mean, it was a straight dumpster fire. After Jim Harbaugh left as a coach, straight dumpster fire. They they signed Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch their first year. Not so, not so successful. But after that, start winning. Last season, they went to the playoffs. I mean, destroyed teams. That's all I want right there, man. Why we can't have a team like that? Why we can't have good balance, you know what I'm saying, good offense, good defense, run roughshod through the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl without any hiccups, and let the best man win. I'm just so tired of that, man. I'm tired of sitting on the edge of my seat and wondering if Marshawn Lattimore is going to get beat. Or if Janora Jenkins gonna get beat, or if Malcolm Jenkins, or PJ Williams, or Patrick Robinson gonna get beat? Like I would love to believe that if a guy throws a ball down the field, that one of our players is going to bat it away, or possibly come up with the interception. And you watch these other teams out here; they play elite defense. They go out there, they ball out. Why can't we have anything like that? Are you telling me that we can never have a good defense? Like, we always got to be struggling defensively? Like, what kind of, like, what are you teaching these guys? What are you teaching them? We'll be fine. Keep in mind, we're doing this without OTAs, training camp, and preseason. Besides, the Saints always start slow and end strong. When Michael Thomas comes back, we'll be fine. Look, I know a lot of teams that didn't have no OTAs in minicamp, and they ain't getting beat like this. And let's not pretend. Come on, Weave come on now come on we ready we like let's stop pretending let's stop acting like we like let's, let's stop pretending like this has not been an issue how many times think about this folks hey think about this how many times have we seen scenarios like we seen against the charges where drew Brees drives the offense down the field leaves about 50 seconds on the clock The opposing team gets the ball, drives down the field for a touchdown or a field goal. Please tell I Look, I I promise you, I can name over the last three to four years a situation that happened like that. It happened against the Oakland Raiders. Do Y'all remember that game when they played them in the Superdome? It happened against the Minnesota Vikings. It happened against the San Francisco 49ers. It happened against the Minnesota Vikings again. And it happened again. With the charges, the guy just missed the field goal. How many times do we have to see this movie for us to realize that it is a problem? We can keep on like, man, there ain't no OTA, no minicamp. It was getting smoked before that. There was getting smoked with OTA and minicamp. So we need to stop pretending like this ain't a, a reoccurring issue. It is. This defense has been, man, this defense has been suspect for years for years i know it you know it. like we need to stop playing man like come on man we need to stop kidding ourselves man we need to stop joking around man with the with the foolishness man like we know this team don't have a good defense we know that we cannot count on this team to make a stop and we all know that if they make a stop we want to do backflips like it shouldn't be like that it should be expected like if you if you're if you have a son or you have a daughter and you tell them to do a chore that's what you expect for them to do if if you come home and they did their chores you're not supposed to turn a backflip because it's expected you expect for them to do what you asked of them that that's what it is it shouldn't be a surprise that you took out the trash because that's on a chore board for you to do you're supposed to do it. I'm not going to cheer and revere you every time you put out the trash because I'm teaching you responsibility. With the Saints, we should not have to be like that. We shouldn't. Like We should not have to be like that. We should expect this team. This team is too damn good. Do y'all not understand all the talent that this team had over the last four years? If the Saints don't make it to the Super Bowl, honestly, this would be the biggest failure. This would be up there with the biggest failures in NFL history. Seriously, all pros all across the board, man. Ryan Ramczyk, uh, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Alvin Kamara, in my opinion, Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, all this talent, and you can't even sniff the Super Bowl. Like even I, you know, what I'm saying even if the same went to the Super Bowl and they weren't successful, at least they went to the Super Bowl. But I'm like, come on, man. Like, we we deal with the same situation. I can't, folks. I cannot rub my, I cannot swim around in mediocrity. I cannot be okay with mediocrity. I cannot just sit up here and be like, okay, man, you know, man, they 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 tried hard. How many times are we gonna how many times we gonna go through this? Now, if this didn't happen all the time, I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, oh man, well, shucks. Didn't happen. But it's the same thing. The same situations keep happening over and over and over again. It becomes tiring to watch. It it becomes almost laughable. And as much as we laugh at the Falcons for giving up collapse, you know what I'm saying, snatching defeat in the the jaws of victory, we need to be laughing at our damn self because how many times have – as many collapses as the Atlanta Falcons have, that's how many y'all like last-second losses that the Saints have. You know I mean, their stuff is epic. The Saints' stuff is epic, but it's just annoying because it keeps happening. It keeps happening. going me read a few more, then we're gonna get up out of here. It's crazy that we hardly ever get defensive turnovers. Even the worst defense will have. Had got turnovers. That's a good point, point. and that's another thing. Like we get an interception, we cheer. We we all upon like we we saying hooray. Like I don't know, man. Like it, it shouldn't be that way. It is it, just it just shouldn't. It just shouldn't. To fix this defense, we need Allen to stop with the multiple scheme concepts and find a defense and stick with it. He is confusing his players with all the exotics. I believe that. And I believe that he does confuse them. And with that being said, I feel like he needs to be fired. Like, I'm serious. Dennis Allen is not a good defensive coordinator. Uh, I feel like he's middle of the pack, bottom of the barrel at best. Uh, I just feel like I've seen enough. I've seen enough. I've seen enough of Dennis Allen to know That this defense will not grow any more under his watch. Now, they'll have a good game, right? They'll have a good game, and somebody will come up here and be like, What you think about Denzel's defense now? I'm talking consistency. See, people people will see certain things, like they'll see it once or twice, and then they'll be like, Say something now, say something now. I'm talking consistency. I'm talking about being consistent. I'm talking about consistency. That is what I'm talking about. That is when I feel like a team has truly turned the corner, consistency. When I see it more than once, more than twice, three times, it becomes a trend. That is what I'm talking about. Bump all the rest of this stuff. That is why when people started trying to convince me about Drew Brees, oh, he still have arm strength. He still got arm strength. He does not consistently do it. The word is consistent, consistently okay that, that is what we're talking about here I want a consistent defense that that is what I want that is what the who that nation needs that is what you need even if you don't think you need it we need a consistent defense a defense that we expect greatness see that's what makes us mad from week to week that is what makes us bump our our chest out bump beat on our chest and say our team is good because there's expectations. So why can't we have the same expectations when it comes to defense? I'm kind of over offense, folks. OK, we know that the Saints can get the ball down the field. We know when it, when the offense clicking, it, it's hard for them to be stopped. I just want a defense, OK, because there's going to come a time. There's going to come a time where the offense is sputtering. And, and look what happened. Look, Like, honestly, look what happened. When the offense was sputtering, the Chargers were beating the brakes off the Saints. The offense carries this team. And sometimes it cannot be that way. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be that way. Drew Brees shouldn't have to go out there and try to mount a comeback. You know what I'm saying? He shouldn't have to do that. He shouldn't have to go out there and try to and put, you know what I'm saying, put a comeback in place. He shouldn't have to throw the ball all over the place. A 41-year-old quarterback, you're asking this guy to deliver you from the, the jaws of defeat. Like, damn, even Peyton Manning, you know what I'm saying? Even the, the Denver Broncos, John Elway was like, man, we got an aging quarterback with a bad neck and, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and his uh mobility is, is shot right now. How can I make up for this? How can I help him out? Well, let's go get him an offensive line, a strong offensive line, where he can stand in the pocket and deliver throws. Let's go out here and get a lights-out defense. Let's go to Dallas and get the Marcus Ware since they don't want to pay him. We already got a stud in Von Miller. Let's go out here and let's see what's going on with key to leave. And let's go get Chris Harris Jr. That's what a team is supposed to do. When you have a guy that still has something left. I mean, they didn't ask Peyton Manning to move heaven and earth like they asking Drew Brees to do. You get yourself a defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what you do. You go get a damn defense. I, I don't know, man. I, I i don't know who got Madden 21 with the team overall on there uh i got madden but i don't know what the team overall is uh loving that positive attitude goldface Griller, thank you optimus grind talking about madden again so uh we can't get everything back on track let's see I think that's about it, man. That's about it, folks. You know, I know I went on a little tangent right there, but it is the truth, man. I just want to see a I just want to see a good defense. That that's all I want to see. But besides that, man, we talked about Michael Thomas. Look, I don't think that Michael Thomas is gonna get traded. I'm pretty sure uh the Saints are going to sit down with him, they're gonna have a talk. Uh Malcolm Jenkins was actually on a radio show, I think, yesterday, and he talked about how everybody, you know, talked to Michael Thomas and everything should be straight. Look, man. If, if we are shocked that these these football players have egos, I hate to say it, man, all football players have egos. all these guys are cocky and arrogant in some ways. you know like that's just them, you know like so what man I mean honestly, as long as this guy goes out there and he performs, he's not out here beating on women, he's not out here uh doing anything that that involves him going to jail, I'm okay with it, okay? I think that Michael Thomas plays with a lot of passion. I think that Michael Thomas believes in himself. I think Michael Thomas wants the best for himself. I think that he 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 wants to be great. Sometimes in a process, sometimes you go a little too far. When you're trying to build something, when you're trying to create something, when you're trying to be something. But... I think that they're going to reel him back in because I think that he really loves his teammates. I think he really loves playing for the Saints. And I think that he wants to be a great football player. So you can bind all those things together, you have a guy that I feel like is going to be OK for the foreseeable future. Well, I will say this, though. Uh, if the New Orleans Saints are trying to rush this man back and he's not ready to play, then shame on them. All right. Because I don't expect for him to play until he's absolutely ready. I think the Saints have done an okay job. They're still averaging about 30-some-odd points. You're getting other guys involved. So let's just go from there, man. But don't rush this guy back on the field. And that's what I said, man. I mean, I feel like this whole situation with C.J. Garner-Johnson was a blessing in disguise because maybe him sitting out there the extra two weeks will be beneficial to him and his health. And that's the most important thing is his health because if he comes back re-aggravates that he's out for the season and we're really going to be down because i mean it it gives us some level of optimism because we know there's a strong possibility he's coming back but we want him to be 100 or close to 100 that's what we're counting on but i want to say thank you all very much for checking out the state of the saints podcast please subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com Search The State of the Saints podcast. Also, Facebook.com. Search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. Take a few seconds of your time to make sure that you subscribe and follow on one of those streaming apps. I would really appreciate that. And thank you to everybody that has subscribed to uh, the streaming app because the numbers are growing. And I really do appreciate that. We're just trying to uh, build and grow the State of the Saints podcast, and thank you all so much for your love and making this show so fun to do, and I look forward to speaking with you all very, very soon. Till next time, all I gotta say is, who that?